Yeah, I think we can see we can see you. Okay. Hi and welcome to another episode of Dawncast, uh, where we shine the light on stories that matter. I'm Dai Lee. And I'm Kathy Ngo. And today we've got Yari Bangura joining us. Uh, Yari is the founder of Auntie Ginger's Tonic and uh, it's an African drink that she would like to share to Australia and the world. Welcome, Yari. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. No, thank you. Hi, viewers. <laughs> it was very hard to catch to pin you down. You were a very busy woman at the moment. And we just found yeah. out that it's because you've been driving all over Sydney, delivering much-needed drink during this COVID times. Is that right? That is correct. <laughs> so now I'm, I kind of know my way around uh, Sydney a bit, yeah. <laughs> so you're personally driving it around? Yes, because uh, it's been really slow with the Korean service and so I hate keeping my customers waiting. So I took the initiative and I keep driving every day from 7, sometimes 8, and I will arrive home in the afternoon. And on top of that, you're also making the drinks as well. So uh, currently, I don't make it. I I manufacture it here in Australia. So what I do, I subcontract a co-packer in Botany that produces it for me. And all I do is to storage it and, yeah, and distribute it. Well, before we go into the nitty-gritty of your uh, anti-ginger's <laughs> tonic, tell us a little bit about yourself like your background i believe you came to australia from sierra 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 leone sierra <laughs> yes sierra leone so she's sierra sierra miller oh, that's okay it is it's sierra yeah yes yeah, so tell us a bit about yourself. So um, I am from, um, I was born in a country called Sierra Leone and Freetown, and I migrated to Australia as a refugee and in 2004. And since then, I've, uh, I've, lived, I've lived in Sydney and I studied here and completed my degree in international development. And now I am an entrepreneur of uh, anti-ginger tonic and yeah <laughs> so, so t tell us what was um what was the reason why you mm. left sierra leone um it was due to the civil war in my country and uh, for that we had to uh, escape and move to guinea and i was living in guinea as a refugee until i was fortunate enough to uh be granted the humanitarian visa to uh, come to Australia with my family. How how old were you when you were oh. when the whole civil war broke out in Sierra Leone? I was I was very young girl. I was very young. Yeah, but I came to Australia when I was um, eleven years old. You know, that's the same age I came to Australia. <laughs> wow, as a refugee from Vietnam, eleven years of uh, age. So there you go. Yeah. So, so yeah. Australia is like a home to me because I've left. I've lived longer here than my best country. Yeah, I don't know much about my home. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. So how do you stay connected to your roots? It's obviously mm -hmm. probably through making this drink, right? 
No pun intended because ginger is a root, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I my home, um, the drink connects me to my home because uh, it's the memory from home that I brought here. And as a young girl, when I was told I was coming to Australia and I would have another opportunity to life, I've always dreamt of um, giving something back to this nation. And so I... I've had that passion in me for a very long time, since the day I stepped my feet at the airport in Sydney, but I didn't know what it was. So I thought maybe going to school would um, go to school and do the normal stuff, get a job and, and contribute. But then I didn't felt really satisfied because I was already working and I was also paying my tax. So I, I thought I need to do something more bigger, you know, <laughs> which was business and business is something my people from generation they had they have done to survive and so i thought maybe i can start something that my family is known for and which is business and something with meaning so i thought of the ginger beer as a way and it has a also good memory for me because as a child living home and I don't have pleasant memory sometimes of my home due, due to the war and i know that my country is very beautiful and the people are very warm and so sometimes i forget that and uh, due to the uh maybe flashbacks and also the pain and so i thought well i want to bring ginger beer because ginger beer is made from um the women and uh, that image was very powerful in my head seeing women coming together and just women making this beverage for different celebration and as a child I, although I grew up, I was born in the city and grew up in the city. So occasionally like on holidays, I would go visit my grandmother and she used to have the main ingredient that I use in my product, like the ginger, the tamarind, lemon, everything is planted in her backyard. And so for me, that was a good memory of my own little childhood. And I thought, well, that's what I want to bring to Australia, ginger beer. <laughs> and I want to call it Auntie's Ginger Tonic because it, to honor my aunties and yeah, and to also honor my um, my my good time in Sierra Leone. I, I want you to create a picture here. I want you to yeah. create a picture of what it was like, the the environment that you grew up and the civil yeah. war in Sierra Leone. Uh, so that I think once you paint that picture, and yeah. then that, and then you, when you then actually go to the journey of where you are now with your business, mm -hmm. it, it will allow you know the viewers, the audience to hear that that journey. So, can you describe what it was like for you? I mean, I know you were a young kid. I mean, I remember mm -hmm. you know when I left Vietnam, how young I was, but I remember vividly some very um, significant moments. So I have no doubt that in your mind there are there have been some significant moments, as you said, the flashbacks. Can you take it to some of those flash flashback moments? Um, that's what's driven you to do what you do today. So yeah, so with uh, after coming to Australia, I, there was a long time I started thinking, maybe like three years later, and I started thinking about place of belonging, and for me it was. Um, I didn't really felt belong to uh, the beginning because I felt I've moved around so much, like uh, just from 
the world Sierra, in Sierra Leone to Guinea and out to Australia. And so that's belonging, that, that sense of belonging I didn't have. And so uh, with me, like, and also with the business, I started like, I think it was a good way for me actually to connect with the business because it really allows me to start thinking good about my home and not just have the negativities, the graphic image of uh, what has happened in EM, and but to also think that I had a very colorful childhood and my childhood was um, amazing because I grew up as a child not knowing the difference between who, like who is who, everybody is your auntie, everybody is your uncle, you play with your friends and uh, uh, you have decent life and also you, um, you go to school and and I didn't grow up struggling as people might see on the media that they see children struggling in Africa, no. I, I grew up with, um, in my, my parents worked very hard to provide for us. So I grew up in a, I had a good life and also had um, rich culture where, you know, people just love each other. People want to be with each other. There is no difference. There's no discrimination. So I, I didn't, I grew up in that env environment. And so, but I, as I said before, that's all wiped away because of one incident, which was the war. And it took away my good memory and that privilege that I've had once in my life. And so with the business, I was able to reconnect with that memory of that good time of my homeland and make decision to myself that, you know, I am grateful to be here, but in Australia, I'm also, and acknowledge the fact that I am Australian Sierra Leonean and I cannot hide away from that no matter where I go. And so, which before I was not able to reconnect with that. And because also with my drink is very interesting. When people see it, they want to know, not just about the drink, but they want to know about my route. And so all the, uh, constantly, I mean, people ask me this question and I, I have to deal with this question over and over again. So I realized that, you know, I cannot take away my roots from me, but I can just enhance it with, uh, with my current life. So how has Australia responded to your drinks? Obviously it's doing really well and you're really overwhelmed mm -hmm. by all these deliveries, but um, other than connecting with your story, like what are you seeing so far? I think um, Australia is a, it is an interesting country. <laughs> and oh, would, why, why you do you know, say it's an interesting country with a laugh? What is interesting? I, interesting. <laughs> Tell us about that, Yari. <laughs> what do you uh, mean? Um, it's a fair go place. Like if you are, if people see you that you want to do something, they will, uh, they will come in, they will assist in some way. So when I started my business, uh, which was 2016, I, you know, I, I had my fears and I have stigmas of um, being rejected and not being able to run a business here because of my skin, because of the color of my skin and, and my home. So, but as soon as I open up and people started tasting the product, I run focus groups and I, got, I gained my strength from there because people, drink the product they don't when they drink it they don't just say oh they drink and then they give me honest feedback which was a good thing like a good drink that they needed and so i realized that well 
people are not looking at what I am saying, which is my color, which is my country. And so I, I was courage enough to start going to the market. And I will see that people will buy my products within two hours, I was sold out. And then I that really built my confidence and strengthened my faith that I can really do something with this drink here. And so now I've been to the market number of time festivals and people when people see it, of course, I, they're interested to know where I'm from. So I always get the question of where are you from, you know, <laughs> but when they taste the product, they don't just say, oh, she's a colored person. So I don't want to buy, but they buy it because they, they like it. And so for me, that has been working very well. And that uh, has been a success to my business as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think a personal story, um, anybody's personal stories is a very powerful a powerful yeah. tool um, to sell to share to yeah. really create a brand around the story of the yeah. brand That's yeah. Right. And, yeah I mean I think uh, Auntie's Ginger Tonic your story is the brand of Auntie Ginger's Tonic and so yeah. I think I think that that story that you were kind of taking us on initially about the the pain of losing your birth country uh, mm. you know when you it's it's I think it's a powerful story to tell because that will help people relate to you as a person and therefore they'll buy anything you sell them. <laughs> so so yeah. um but, but I, I I'm sure uh, like many refugees, uh, we kind of want to shed to shed those clothes as soon as we get to a new country. I don't know if that's how you felt when you first came here, but I certainly wanted to take it off. As, oh, what were you wearing? <laughs> oh, I was wearing nothing. No, no. Oh, I just had visuals. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing a T-shirt and some kind of short. It was so hot when we first came to Australia that mm -hmm. I we had one suitcase and I just it literally, actually, I, I took my T-shirt off. It was so hot. <laughs> as, as a girl, 11-year-old yeah. girl, you know, not developed so <laughs> you can take it off because it was hot yeah um but i say what you mean it's it's the whole symbol of a new beginning yeah a new life but then at the same time if you go too far you might lose your heritage and yeah. who you are as a, as a person mm -hmm. and and i think well my family are refugees as well and you don't you want to lose you don't want to lose touch with that but you still mm -hmm. but you just want to make it your own in this new country mm. yeah I yeah. just want to know who was key to getting your business started like did you connect with a certain mentorship group an entrepreneur group or did you get like a mentor like what, what um, was your process behind that in getting yeah started? so um I get the, the story the the one you were talking about the story actually with my bottles because I know from my focus group people ask me questions, a lot of questions. So what I've done as well to explain a little bit about my my background because I can't be in every shops because right now we are in Harris Farm. I can't go there all the time to tell people my story. So there is every bottles have their own stories of um my little bit of my childhood of what I used to see that image that I had. And of when I started my business, I it for me, I had to work first on myself to believe in myself first and 
And so I watch a lot of videos of um, entrepreneurship women that have been through struggles and have made it to something. And so for me, it was very comf comfort uh, comforting for me because I could see their life in, in my life. And I, I can know that, okay, they didn't born with golden spoon in their mouth. They had been through struggles and yet here they are. And so that's where I started first. And so I went out and I spoke to a few um, women's um, business organizations that helped me. Then I afterwards, I also went to refugees um, organization, a business organization that helped me. And so all these people built my strength and mentored me to have confidence and also show me the way. And did you then... Um I suppose from from that, um, I mean, you talk about belief, self belief. Yeah. What work did you do to really mm -hmm. to get to believe in yourself? You know, because that's yeah. the hardest bit, isn't it? When you go out, you start you start anything, not just a business. You do anything is about that self belief, that the mindset, the mindset. Um, how mm -hmm. did you overcome that? So I, I said, I watch a lot of videos, like women, like sharing their stories of how they become successful. Like um, the, the, the lady that I really look up to in a female, uh, female entrepreneur, female entrepreneur in beverage business is Janelle. And so I, I, I looked at her talks and see like, you know, and, and, and for me, it really helps me because it was like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it too. You know, the, there's no magic about it. It's just they worked very hard. And if I do the same, I might just, you know, um, end up succeeding in my business. And and with the organizations that I've been uh, to, like um, Global Sisters, I went there and I went to um, SSI, the Ignite program. All those people like helped me, like uh, because they put me in touch with um, mentors, wow. yeah, that were able to um, empower me because I was capable of doing the work. But sometimes when the fear kicked in, you start questioning yourself, your ability that can I really do this? And so having mentors uh, keep me was like kept me on track. And if I had that um, fear that I'm feeling I can talk to them about it and bounce it back and go back to my business. Do you think then having been through that process, um, having yeah. gone to organisations who provide you with mentor or who connected you with the right, um, mm -hmm. starting a small business like yourself, mm -hmm. uh, reflecting back, I mean, you've, you're you only four, you're four years old and as you said, you're still driving, you're, you're driving yeah. your products around. What yeah. would be one of the one of the one one thing that you think would be helpful for small businesses like yourself, other than sure you yeah. can point you to a right mentor or to this organization, but what what would that be the most important thing that would be the most helpful to help you as a small business uh, starting mm -hmm. out to run it, you know, smoothly? I think passion. Passion is very, if you have passion for something, like when you go into it, don't look at the uh, prosperity first. Look at uh, what makes you happy. Like for me, right now, my business brought happiness to me because um, it brought me closer to my country. And it, it makes me be curious to learn more and like push away the fear away and start embracing 
who I am as an individual and as Yari. And so for me, I, I, I like, I still don't make, I'm, I'm making money for the business, but I still don't pay myself. Oh, and we, I'm, we I'm, know, I'm, we know, we know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm spending a lot of hours on it. And, you know, sometimes I work very late, but, you know, the joy that it gives me that I'm actually creating something uh, from out of pain. And, and then also uh, sharing that light with other people because when people drink it, they, they always get, oh, yeah, I like your, your drink. Your drink, I had a cold. It helps me with my cold. So all these things like makes me happy because I'm like, I'm, I am giving back to my home, to my new home, Australia, and I'm putting smile on people's face. And for me, that is satisfying to me. And so that really keeps me going and I want to wake up every day and do some more work <laughs> or drive around. Yeah. <laughs> <Talking> around. <laughs> um, you, you touch upon it constantly, fear. Yeah. What, what, what is that fear about? Have you stopped to think what is that fear? Where is it stemming from? What is it about that fear? Can you describe the fear? Mm-hmm. I guess fear of rejection, um, fear of failing, and and so but right now if you ask me if if i still hold on to that fear no my fear is different and my fear would be the same fear as a every normal business person who is in business like uh my fear has shifted from fear of people feeling like people will judge me people being judgmental or not being accepted so but now i have different kind of fear which is okay i have stock in my store, how do I sell it? How do I get new customers? And so, those are like my concern now. <laughs> but I don't, con- I don't worry about the color of my skin or my home. No, that has disappeared. Thank God. Wow. Speaking about lots of stock and and, and yeah. all that, like, how how can other than buying your drinks, what mm-hmm. else can we do? Uh, what can Dawncast listeners and also Di and I can do to help you? I guess to promote it, spread the word, because I, for me, anti-ginger tonic is not just about the normal business. Like um, uh, before, like everything was normal, before the COVID-19, I, I partnership with ACU and I go to different schools to talk to young people, especially disadvantaged youth in our community and I go and share my story with them and I will actually run activities with them on how they can start their own business if they chose to. And so for me, and I see myself doing that because once you like, I think the word business has a lot of fear in it as well. People look at it, oh no, 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 I don't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) You're only mad, (laughs) mad to go into business. (laughs) Yeah, they start saying, oh, you are in business, wow. Like, that's amazing. How do you do it? So, like, for me, I want to be able to simplify it through my own story because how and walk them through that process and see, like, who I can be of help to in the future. So that's where I see anti-ginger tonic to be part of as well. So the more it grows, the more my story becomes juicier and the more I can preach to other people. If you want to get to the root of the story, have a drink of gin- anti-ginger tonic beer. <laughs> get to the root of the story. 
make sure. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What what advice um, do you have? Uh, you know, to people for women in particular as well, uh, who are on this journey of either setting up their own business or currently in their own business, and uh, you know have this fear of rejection, fear of failure. What would mm. your three tips be? I think, first of all, um, always remember your passion. What makes you, when you had that first idea, what makes you laugh so much or smile and, you know, and you felt like you were on top of the world, hold on to that passion, hold on to that image, because when the time become rocky, maybe if you decided to go into the business, you will have that initial image and you'll be like this i when i had this image i fell in love with it and i i really wanted to make it work so that will help you to move ahead secondly i will say that find yourself mentors people that have uh, more knowledgeable on what you are doing because you will find out that talking to them will help you stay in business you, you will learn from their mistakes, you learn from their success, you know. And so whatever they tells you, you know, pay carefully attention to it and try your best to work on that, whatever the feedback they give to you. And then also, um, I don't be eager because sometimes people want quick result to something. And business is like a baby, you know. When you have a baby, <laughs> You have to train the baby. The baby has to start crawling, working. So it's like that. So don't expect big turnover in the first year or the second year. It takes time. And be persistent, you know. Don't take no for an answer. Like for me, I always email people. Sometimes I get no no email back uh, about um, distribution. But I kept I keep going. You know, I don't take no for an answer. I just keep pushing because I know that I am not the only one that have their, uh, I'm not the only person emailing those people. There might be thousands of people emailing them. So maybe one email does not, <laughs> maybe didn't go through. One call didn't go through because they are dealing with many, many people. If I keep calling them, emailing them and texting them, <laughs> they will start notice of me and they will know, okay, this girl, she's a bit uh, serious, serious or she's annoying us. She's, Let's just do yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Be persistent. So that's what I do, you know. I'm persistent and I, I keep going. So I like and it works. A lot of time it works, you know. People just sometimes people want to help, but because of their schedule, the busy schedule, uh, it takes time, but don't give up. <laughs> so just reach out and ask and ask for it. Doesn't matter. Don't don't be afraid of the no's. Yeah, don't be afraid of no. Yeah. We all get to know many times, and if you look at uh, uh, many successful in around the world, they will tell you the same thing that everybody has gotten knows. Yeah. It doesn't matter, regardless who you are. That's right. That's right. Well, look, thank you very much for a, a wonderful and inspirational um, conversation, Yari. And uh, we will share your links uh, on our Dawncast uh, vodcast. So, for those viewers watching, make sure. Buy a drink. Buy a drink. For Support, your friends, yeah, for your auntie, gin, auntie's ginger tonic beer. Uh, yeah. Get to the root of the story. I like that. 
get to the root of the story. Is, is it your actual <laughs> tagline? <laughs> is that your tagline? You should say, get to the root of the story. Uh-huh. Drink. Maybe that would be my next oh, post. That's <laughs> right. The root <laughs> of all stories. <laughs> the root of all story. Yeah. Uh, but thank you very much for your time. Uh, thanks to those who are watching Dawncast. I'm Dai Lee. And I'm Kathy Ngo. Uh, make sure you support us. Subscribe to Dawncast by clicking the bell. Uh, below and so that you can get notified of stories like this or if you've got a story to uh, to tell and or to know of somebody to know of somebody's story to share let us know get in touch with us and we'd like to hear from you so and we'll root for you we'll root for you <laughs> <laughs> let's get rooting <laughs> see ya bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. bye see ya thank you